friends from college Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? Yeah, you sound you you sound pretty good for not using your equipment. I'm, I'm, uh, thank you, thank you. I I was hoping this alternative would work, uh, since this whole free agency thing has been kind of hectic. Yeah, so, uh, we'll get into that in a second. But we also brought our like unofficial third, Jake. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Um, in the off season. <laughs> so, so yeah, so like it's funny because like. I, I was gonna. Can, oh, can, yeah, can go for it. yeah. All right, all right. I really feel like Jake is our like our secret menu thing. You know, like you know how In and Out has their like secret menu stuff. Like mm-hmm. Jake's our secret mic. You know, third mic. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. People like, have to ask for it to get it. Like, like he uh, he can't officially affiliate himself, but he's like uh, he's here. Like I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Like man. we um. I feel it's funny because I was like, all right, we did an episode with Jake a couple weeks ago. And then I was like, all right, usually I try to space our guest appearances out. But like once the James Harden thing came out, I was like, well, Jake needs to be on the next James Harden podcast. Yeah, for sure. And and then we also got Kenny Martin Jr. today. So and so we'll get into that in a minute. I've been pushing this podcast back like every day since like what Thursday or something like Thursday. I was like, all right, let's let's do this pod. And then I was like, wait, James Harden stuff. So, okay, hold on. Let's push it another day. Let's push it another day. And I feel like Maury on the 76ers knows that we're trying to do a podcast about James Harden. And he's like, mm-hmm, hold on, let's hold on on this. Let's make let's make them release a podcast where all their information is going to be wrong. And then we'll do a trade. I think that was uh, Maury's idea. Um, but the Malcolm Brogdon trade a couple weeks ago kind of burned me a little bit because we were ready to do a podcast on that and that trade never happened. So it's like I didn't want to talk about the James Harden stuff until it was official. But here we are. Um, so before we get into, I guess, the James Harden stuff, because I feel like that could take an entire podcast, let's talk about the things that actually happened today. Yeah. The Clippers signed Russell Westbrook for two years, player option, I believe, $7.8 million. And they traded two future second round picks for Kenyon Martin Jr. Jake, how do you feel? Um, first thing I saw when I saw Russ resigned, um, I know people are like, obviously, I don't know. It's in people feeling different about it, whether they're pissed or they're happy or whatever. But I'm personally like, the value for dollar for player is like through the roof, $4 million for Russell Westbrook. And the guy is still putting up in a, I mean, at least with us put up an efficient 16 points a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, I think a lot of people give it a lot of flack and yeah, like I understand the fit is still need to be seen. Like it's not, we only got what 15 games or something. Of That's the, being the, generous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it might be like 10 bro. So um but either way, like whether he comes on the off the bench or whether he starts or I mean, I'm assuming he's going to start. But um, there's a there's a space for someone like that on the team. And if you think about it like this, he's basically making the same as Patrick Beverly. So um, mm-hmm. there's just like some, you know, context or whatever. And then 
the guy that I've been clamoring for, I feel like I've said it on a pod on this podcast before, like uh, Kenny Martin Jr. I went once Houston said that they wanted to trade him. Like I think earlier last year, I immediately was like on board. I'm thinking, let's do it. Let's do whatever you got to do to get him. Cause uh, it just raises our ceiling. I don't think people see this like as what it is, but if you want to talk about, you know, quotation mark, like wing stop, that's a guy that's like a three, four, right. That will play 82 games that will play heavy minutes. Cause he's young and, and he still has much more like way more in development. And then I'm not saying he could play the five, but what I am saying is like his athleticism compensates for his size, you mm -hmm. know, and that, that, that like, that's big. Would you rather have Marcus Morris playing those 35 minutes or would you yeah. want someone with bounds? You know, like it, it changes everything. He, the the duo of Russ and uh, ah, yeah. Martin is going to be really good. Man. Uh, my first initial thoughts was like, when I saw the Russ news, my feelings on the Russ thing are just, it's, it's, it's as simple as this. I don't mind bringing Russ back, but we still need to make a swing. And if we're settling on Russ because we're we didn't make a swing, then I'm 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 I'll admit I'm a little disappointed with bringing him back if that's like the best we could do. Um, but even if we brought Harden in or we brought somebody else in, I still think Russ wants to be here. I think the fan base really embraced Russ last year. I think the players really embraced Russ. He he's an energy guy. He you know what Russ brings? He brings like I know it's gonna sound cliche or whatever. Yeah, but he brings the intangible stuff. He, you know, it doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. His energy and stuff like that. Uh which is example. funny, which is funny because like he's a stats player like mm -hmm. throughout his career, but like in this next phase. It's legit, like intangible. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. He he's he gives you second chance opportunities. He he hustles. He he runs the break, especially when we have young players. Like there was those uh, situations last year where we had Man Bones and Russ out there, mm -hmm. and they would just run the court. And it seemed like that was when Russ was his most comfortable. Was like you know playing team defense with those two, and then getting up and trying to run the court with those guys. Um, but yeah, like the fit's not perfect. He's not super efficient. He's not the, and it's a little like, hmm, if we don't get hardened, <laughs> you know, it's like, all right. yeah. you know, it's like when you, when we've been, uh, hyped up with possibly getting James Harden for a week, then getting Russ is a little like, uh, but Harden's still in play possibly. So uh and kenny martin yeah like kenny martin is we're getting a much better power forward even if he doesn't start even if he doesn't start for whatever reason we bring somebody else but in or whatever but let's just say he's starting right now um he's an upgrade and he makes 28 million dollars less than all our power forwards combined oh no actually he makes 38 <laughs> if we if we count batum in that that trio so yeah uh jesse you want to give your thoughts yeah, honestly, like, I'll be the Westbrook apologetics for here. Like, on, everyone talks about the intangibles. Yes, he does bring intangibles, but, you know, his stats, like, showed that he was averaging, like, seven assists and three turnovers. I mean, that's pretty efficient. I know he only played 21 games, but they're pretty similar to what he had in Lakers, and they didn't really have any shooters at the time. So, 
I really think he brings a lot. Uh, and then, like you guys mentioned, I think him and Kmart, I think it's going to be such a great pairing. It's going to be fun. Um, I would love to have Harden, and I hope I hope we get Harden. I don't think Russ would have any issue, you know, playing off the bench if Harden comes. I mean, he did it for the Lakers, and he was coming off the bench for, what was it, Pat Bev? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't think this guy's going to have, like, a huge ego matter. Like, I don't think so. And I, I just really hope, you know, I do agree with you, Brian. Like, I said we wanted a big swing. These are these are great. Like, these are, like, get on base. I want Harden. I want that home run with the bases loaded right now. Get that dude over here. Like, yeah. if you have to throw, throw whatever you have to do, man. Like, this is – if you're going to use 2 one 3 era for one last go, this has to be the move. Yeah. I, I think we, we've, we, like, we've discussed these, these moves in, as individual moves now, and I think we're, the, the elephant in the room is, now how does this affect us getting hardened? <laughs> you know, like, what does this mean in terms of like who else could be thrown into the Harden deal? Why isn't Harden on the team yet? Um, does getting rust mean that we're complacent with our team now and we don't need to go after Harden? Is if we do get Harden, is Russ okay? Like when Russell signed this contract or he agreed to this contract, was he made aware that, like, hey, yeah, obviously you could see the news reports we're getting James Harden? Would you accept a bench role? Like, do you just want to be part of this team? And to be honest with you, Russ with Bones and Terrence Mann and possibly uh, Kmart on the on the bench would be a very exciting bench unit. But or is Russ, who was the starting point guard last year, was basically the MVP of our playoff series. I understand we lost it, but he was the MVP of our playoff series. Is he expecting to come back and start? He's like, because this is his team first. And then do we now need to have a starting five of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi, Paul George, and whoever our center is? I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I don't know if Jesse's um, here or not. He like this. No, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. No, Jay, you can go first. Um. Well, I'm with you know, dude. I'm completely with Jesse. You know, like I think uh, there's been a lot of talk over the last like three weeks about. Paul George and even Kawhi had surgery and I, I like everything's been up in the air. Scoot Henderson and et cetera, right? Like y'all know, everybody's heard it already. Only thing I'm really thinking about like is if they're going to like everybody's contract is up 2025 or this, the end of this season, right? 2023, 24 season. So 20, you know, to go into the 25 mm-hmm. season. So it's like, this is it, bro. I mean, I don't know if there's no guarantee past this year that these guys are all going to be together. Uh, we tried the whole depth thing. It just did not work out. It messed with our coach. It messed with, like, the front office, like, everything. You know, I, it, people can say what they want about the coach, but at the end of the day, like, to, to handle the, the, like, the personalities of 11 guys that need to play and that want to play, and I feel like they deserve to play and are all getting paid. Like, it's not easy, bro. Like, it's just, it's yeah. tough. Um, so with Kenya Martin coming onto the team, I think that adds like another guaranteed contract. 
with that being said, that's like, that's huge. I mean, to me, that's, it, it basically means they're, they're going to gut this thing. You know, I don't mm. know if it's for Harden. Um, I would hope so. God knows I love James Harden, but like, <laughs> yeah. but like, I, I don't know if that's the move. Um, but one thing is for sure, there won't be 15 guaranteed rosters like that on like, you know, come opening night. It, I don't know if our, I, I've said it on the podcast before, and I think you've even mentioned it on the podcast. So, so we've said this publicly, but ex- especially in private. We've been trying to manifest James Harden in a Clippers uniform since we've known each other. Since I found out that you're a Harden guy <laughs> Pretty much. And, I, and I'm a Harden Pretty guy, much. we were like, we're trying to manifest. It's just the contract situations have never lined up for us to get this moment. And now that it's finally here and basically it was guaranteed like two days ago, like, oh yeah, Harden's going to be a Clipper. And it's in the reports, and it's like, ah, oh, this is going to take some time. But it was just like, you know, this might not happen right away and stuff like that. But every single hour and every single day, and because and Elon today just screwing up Twitter made it a lot worse because I'm like, I have Twitter alerts from Woj and Shams, but that's yeah. the only tweets I'm seeing. So, and they're only going to tweet something unless it's official. Right. They they're not going to be like, well, here's some speculation, you know, like <laughs> they're only going to tweet if it's officially happening or it's extremely close to happening. So since that relationship with the 76ers isn't quite there, we're all just kind of, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on Twitter. Sorry, I never signed up to get my account verified, Elon, but I don't care. I'm still not going to do that. So like, I'm kind of like, I have no idea what's going on. I haven't heard much Harden stuff today. There was the Damian Lillard news. <laughs> and I and I knew that was in relationship with the James Harden stuff. So like the whole James Harden thing is like I feel like it's we don't we're not hundred percent sure it's gonna happen, but it's like yeah, we've been trying to manifest this and we're close. And I'll be extremely annoyed and I'm gonna be real about it if it's because we're coveting role players that I I'm this is gonna sound disrespectful and I don't mean this in any way because they've all helped us win games, but they're not pushing the needle like James Harden would. Like I'm just being real, like they're they're good solid players, but James Harden pushes the needle. You know, next year if Kawhi for whatever reason needs knee surgery in the first round, James Harden and Paul George, or James Harden and Kawhi, or so and so, you know, a combination of the two of the three is still better than Russ and a bunch of role players. <laughs> you know, so like as and like yeah, Terrence, like for example. The player that keeps coming up is Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann is single-handedly one of the reasons why we made it to our first Western Conference uh, Finals appearance. I'll acknowledge that. But he doesn't push the needle like James Harden would. I'm just being real about it. And if that's the holdback, we just got Kenyon Martin Jr. <laughs> you know, so, uh, Jesse, if you want to add. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I I I totally agree with you, all you guys. And you know it was funny because uh, I th- I think I told you guys in the group chat. Um, my friend texted me saying, you know, we traded SGA for Paul George with no hesitation, with a ceiling that was unknown. And why the f- are we hesitating on Terrence Mann on a ceiling that's already known? You know, like what well, what's what's the whole why like. It, yeah. it needs to happen, dude. Like, 
Lawrence Frank, if you're looking at this, like you're looking at this team, you saw like <laughs> you saw how how far it went. This should be your indication to say, like, you know what, let's just do that big swing. Let's do it. Throw Terrence Mann. If yeah. you can keep Bones Highland, and it's like I mean, you guys mentioned, you know, having you know, uh, Kmart. Uh, I don't know if that's his official nickname. I'm calling him Kmart. It was his dad's yeah. nickname, so I'm going to say it's it's easier to say. You said it earlier in the pun. I was like, ah, I'll say it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like it more. Um, I know it's out of business, but uh, dating our age is just right. Um, I <laughs> he's not young. He's 27 years old. He's not going to be a huge part of this team during the rebuild. Uh, clearly, it's going to be if we keep him, it's going to be Bones and Martin. Like those guys are young enough where they can be part of this afterwards. Parents, man, I feel like doesn't have a really place for that. I, I appreciate everything he's done to the team. Uh, you know, like you said, he took us to the Western Conference Finals. That's amazing. But it's not like he's not getting, you know, anything out of it. Like, he's probably going to get a solid contract with someone, you know, later on down the road because he's a solid role player. But that's all he is, just a solid role player. Yeah. And and you need solid role players. And, like, yeah, if there's a universe where we don't have to trade Terrence Mann, then, yeah, by all means, don't trade him. I still think he could contribute to this team. But like you said, he's 27 years old. By the time this two one three era is officially going to be done because I'm pretty confident they're going to get extensions. He's going to be in his early thirties. You know what I mean? So like, he's not going to be the young guy anymore. He's going to be the guy that we're like, Hey, maybe we could trade this guy and get younger, you know? So, and we just drafted two rookies that are 24 years old or something like that. 23, 24 years old. So he's young now. And he's a young core piece now. And that's why, like, I say things like, okay, like, for whatever reason, we get James Harden and we had to trade Bones instead. I would be a little bit more uncomfortable with that because, like, Bones, in my opinion, is our insurance plan. If things don't pan out and we had to start completely over and we Bones is just as good as having a first round draft pick next season or something, you know what you're getting. You're getting an exciting young player. And you can move on. Like Terrence Mann wouldn't be heading your rebuild. I'm just being I'm just being real about it. Like, yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> he's a good, great player. And if we could pull this trade off without get without having to send him away, by all means. But I I if that's the holdup, then Frank, if you're listening to this pod, I know you stay up late. Uh get on the phone with Morning Bay. Oh, my bad. Like and like Lawrence Frank's had two days to think about this now. We've all thought about it. Just trade Terrence Mann. Like if, unless it's like you don't want to trade Terrence Mann and trade a first round pick. It's like an either or thing. And Maury's like, no, I need both. And then the thing is, like, I'm gonna be real about it too. The CBA just started. It's already it's already in. So I think Maury's uh, leverage was well, you want to get this trade done before the CBA hits. Well, you know what? The CBA already hit. <laughs> so it's like the Clippers could just wait this out too. You know, we could we could let this go a few weeks if we wanted it to. You know, like the fil- the Sixers are the ones who are going to have to go into training camp with James Harden if he's unhappy. 
the Clippers could wait this out. We could start the season with this team that we have right now and then get James Harden a month or two in the season. Like the Clippers can do that too. I think we would all be a little nervous if it got to that point. But we could we could wait too, I guess. Because there's not really anybody else on the market that the Clippers could probably get at this point. And there's nowhere else that the 76ers could trade James Harden. So it's a match made in heaven. It's just, it needs to happen. And it's just a matter of when. Zoo's also been rumored to pop up in these trade talks. And uh, as someone who loves Zoo, I'm also in that, like, he doesn't push the needle. I'm just being real about that one, too. Like, he's a good value at his position and yes we would replace him with someone who's not as good as him i understand that but the upgrade of getting harden at point guard is better than whatever than keeping zoo at center i'm just gonna that that's where i'm at i'm not even gonna go into detail about that no i think you you hit on the nail there i'm like again all these players all these role players that we've had you know, for such a long time now, we've, uh, okay, I'm <laughs> sorry, you know, we've grown attached to, it's just the name of the game. Like, unfortunately, it's, it's just part of it. Like, you you had to make those tough decisions and you had to upgrade on the talent. Like, I don't know how many times we can emphasize this. We did the depth thing. We did it. Like, mm-hmm. like Jake said, we got to try something new. The West is getting stronger. Lakers have a great roster. Uh, Suns have a top-heavy team, but a very capable team. Nuggets just won the championship. We have to be competitive. We can't be trying to retool the same thing over and over and over again with these guys. So I just, yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, and the way I see it, and I'm glad we didn't do the trade at the uh, at the trade deadline. But when like players like Fred Van Vliet, uh, Fred Van Vliet came up and stuff like that, I'm glad we didn't trade Man for him at the time because now we could use Man to get a better player. But um, we didn't trade Man last trade deadline because we felt like he could contribute. But you look at what the team did. And it's not his fault. But at the end of the day, he's just a role player. And we need to move on from that mentality. And that's why we had to go get James Harden. <laughs> uh, you want to add, Jake? I mean, you pretty much said it, bro. Like, both of you guys. I think that when it comes to just winning and knowing how to win and showing your fans that you know how to win. I think that's also important. You know, I feel like the team probably lost a lot of trust in the fans. And I'm sure there's fans that want to run it back with the same guys, but realistically it just can't happen. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. the Phoenix Suns just put together like a super team. And I know some people probably don't think they're like, you know, hot stuff, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you kind of have three guys that score 30 plus any given night anytime they want and they filled up the roster with pretty much whatever they could and i think they made out the winners of free agency like personally like i think they got a couple 40 percent three-point shooters big man like two like a backup big and a in you know what i'm saying like i think they did well and um 
I mean, you look at the Lakers, the Lakers also improved, you know, whether people like it or not, they made the Western Conference Finals and they made it pretty easy, honestly. So uh, that's another that's another roster, another team that's tough out there. And I just feel like I don't want to say the Clippers are kind of in, you know, dead water or whatever, but they definitely are in a different space when it comes to like looking like those rosters, you know, we just don't have the punch, the athleticism. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe the 82 games of Russ really helps that, but I definitely think that us as a franchise fans, longtime fans, especially like fans, of such a, like a core team like this, we do end up falling in love with our role players a lot. And you can't blame people like people, gravitate towards these guys it can it's kind of more relatable in a way you know not everybody needs to be 6 8 240 pounds and shoot the ball from the logo but um james harden just moves the needle like it's that simple like it's 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 it's, it's simple like he he can take us or you know with with the attempt to take us to where we've never been before and he's and he's he's been to the finals mm-hmm. you know like he's been there himself so um, when it all said and done, like do what you got to do to improve. Like it doesn't matter. You want to win, you got to win. You know. Yeah, and like people bring up like if we really want to get into Harden right now, people bring up like you know he he quote unquote chokes in the playoffs. He's uh he's injury prone himself and stuff like that. And sometimes he shows up out of shape and uh sure but he, i'm gonna say he's one of the smoothest basketball players that's ever played the game and I, i'm just gonna be real bad he averaged a double double last year like people think last year was an off year he averaged a double double he led the league in assists i believe is that correct like yes, sir led the league in assists 2011 and 6 i believe like he could still play and we don't need him to go out there and get 30 points a night but he He's a good fit with, I think, Paul George and Kawhi. And he could probably even play with Russ a little bit, you know? So I understand, like, Russ and Harden wasn't the perfect combination in Houston, but I think it's fine. Uh, And to throw it out there, too, is, like, there was moments last year where, for whatever reason, Kawhi or Paul George were not having their A game. And they couldn't get over the hump, and maybe they couldn't get their 25 points that night or something. You know what I mean? Like double teams, people, you know, coming up, like good coaches know how to coach against Kawhi and Paul. I just want to bring something up. I just want to bring something up. Remember that game where, like, I think it was after the All Star break, and we went to go play Sacramento in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I don't think Kawhi played. I think it was PG and Russ. Yeah. I believe. And Russell, like, a 30 ball, I think. And PG was struggling until the fourth quarter. I think he came and hit – I don't know if it was, a like, a late shot, you know, to, like, tie the game or something like that. But he was struggling all game. You know, rhythms to the game matter. And there's no other, like, game manager other than, like, LeBron and Luka than Harden. It's, yeah. it's just like – bro, it's like the modern day I, – I always say this. It's like the modern day Steve Nash. Like, that's his floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just makes the game so easy. You're, we're really talking about a third option, James Harden. You know, if you would – Philly just had him as a second option. And in the playoffs against Boston, sometimes he was the first option. 
Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> just, you know, it's. it's... And, and we just got Kmart. And unless we're just going to end up flipping Kmart in this deal or something, maybe that's what Philly wants or something. But we just got Kmart. If we keep Bones, it's not like our team's going to be like just a bunch of old vet men guys on the scene. Like, we're going to have some youth. We're going to have some talented players. Like, there's still going to be a deep roster of sorts. It's just we're going to be a little bit more creative with it. I mean, Brian, like if people want to give the uh, not Sacramento, if they want to give the Phoenix Suns so much credit for assembling what they assembled. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal hasn't played in God knows how long. Bro has played like 50 games in like the last like three years. You know what I'm saying? And James he, Harden's played 60 games for most of his career, at least. Like You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I just don't see the logic. And like they go out and they sign a bunch of. I don't I don't want to say nobody's because they're definitely not. But like, you know, just capable role players on vet minimums that can come out and you know produce any given night kind of thing yeah we actually have full-fledged nba players along with james harden and paul george and Kawhi. like you would have to give that big three just as much credit as you give the phoenix suns and i think that gets lost in translation because people just hate the clippers like you know what i'm saying it's just it's that easy because, like, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, although they were healthy for the playoffs, they didn't play – they played just as many games as, like, Kawhi did or something last year. A PG played more than all of them. Yeah. So, it's, it's like – and yeah. they're adding James Harden to the mix. And I think, like, what happened last year is, like, when players had off – when our big guys had off games, like, we're looking at, like, all right, Norm, this is where you come in. Or, hey, Terrence, this is where you come in. We right. got this deep team to step right. up when our players are having a bad game or – they're being coached well against the, if we bring in James Harden, a coach needs to coach against all three of them. Then now, obviously health is a concern and there might be a situation where for whatever reason, Kawhi plays 20 games next year and Harden plays 42 and we're in the same mess, but we would, but do you feel like, I don't know, like, all right, then that's just, it, that's just, it is what it is. And we have an injury prone team. All three of them could be off their contracts and then we could just restart if you really, if you're really that upset about it. Right. Right. Like Terrence man, zoo, all these other Amir coffee, all these players that everyone loves, like, let's be real about it. <laughs> like there, it's not, they, they might step up and win us some games. But are you gonna feel more comfortable with them or with with James Harden? It's, right. it's James. It's I James mean, Harden. like like Jesse said, like this also gives an opportunity for these guys, like these role players, especially to go get more money. Like you know, obviously, like Zoo is not used in the offense here. What if he goes somewhere and he is used in the offense? And look at Vucevic just got twenty. Landale basically got two million dollars less than Zoo. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying from from Phoenix. Well, now he's in Houston, but like, I don't see why Zoo couldn't be able to get 15 million a year, 16, 17 million a year. I I think that's what he's worth personally. But like, then you go to Terrence. You know, Bruce Brown, Brucey just got 20. And you know, in Indiana, mm-hmm. who's to say who's to say Terrence doesn't go somewhere, balls out until his extension, bang, cashes out 25 million, 20 million a year. I'm just saying, like like you said this is the last season that everybody's all guaranteed if this is how it's got to be go big fish you know and we've said it on the podcast we all did last summer if the mm-hmm. death don't work 
we we gonna revisit this and it's time to go big fish. Yeah. And it's a position that everyone on except for maybe the front office, but everyone else in the organization wants. It's a point guard. You're getting one of the best point guards, one of the best facilitators, one of the best scorers, one of the smoothest players. Yes, he sometimes could be a cone on defense, but he's actually a very strong defender. He could he could switch on a bigger player and have and and play that player in the he could defensively play that player in the post and handle his handle zone his handle zone. I can't talk right now. So I I I don't I don't know like obviously if you're Lawrence Ring if if Maury's like I want a first round pick Terrence Mann Zoo Bones I want everyone. Then I guess you could be like, hold on, like uh, we need maybe we need to keep one or two of these players. You know, you can't have all of them. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't have that much leverage. You know, but I don't know. Like if it's like, hey, I don't know, I don't want to trade Zoo, or oh, I don't know, I don't want to trade Man, or I don't know, I don't want to trade. Like I'd prefer the one that would worry me the most is Bones. He's a twenty-two, twenty-three. I don't even think he's twenty-three yet. He might be. He's legitimately like our young, our best young player. He's the one I'd be more worried about because I'm like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, then we're stuck with 20, uh, 27, 28, maybe 29 year old Terrence Mann. Then you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, that's where I'm at on the whole thing. I don't know if you guys want to add to that at all. It's just about winning and what gives you the best chance to win. If Terrence doesn't have to go for the James deal, then don't. Like, please don't. You know, stay. Stay and help us win and contribute. If that's what it takes to get James, then, you know, bro, it's just – it is what it is, you know. If the Yankees – if the Angels were like, bro, we got Otani for you, you think the Yankees not throwing everything but Judge? Mm -hmm. Like, it's – you know, I'm not comparing Harden to Otani, but, like, I am comparing – just the savageness of the franchise. Like the franchise has to be willing to do whatever, whenever to win. It's just that simple. The Lakers leveraged everything and sent everything for Russ when they didn't even know it was going to work. They were just like, yeah. yo, let's just get a top heavy, you know, and figure it out from there. Didn't work, but they took a swing. Sometimes you swing, sometimes you you hit, sometimes you miss. And yeah. they managed to salvage things. So it's an indication that you take a big hit, it doesn't mean that you're gonna fall all the way down the bottom, bro. Exactly. They went. They went to the Western Conference Finals. See how easy yeah. that is. Like it just, mm-hmm. bro. It's look at Phoenix. They don't have a draft pick that's theirs till 2030. You know what I'm saying? Like that says everything. There's no guarantee that they're gonna win anything, but just the yeah. fact that they're like, well, we're just we're going for it. You know what I'm saying? We're 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 doing it. We're trading any. They traded Bridges, Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, and gave Bradley Beal the number three. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, with our situation, because I think you you slightly alluded to it earlier, was um, with getting James Harden, I understand that he has a reputation that maybe some fans don't like, you know, based on, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't play defense well enough or he's in the club or something. But... It's a good faith move by ownership to bring in a third star and say, like, no, we're still going to do this and we still think we can. Like, 
I think like if you really believe in Paul George and Kawhi, then you got to bring in a third guy to make the fans feel like okay, it's just not on these two guys to stay healthy. We also have a third guy that could come in and carry some weight on this team too. And yeah, can, can I say something on that? Yeah. No, okay. My my biggest pet peeve is when you judge someone based on what they do outside of the court. Listen, these guys are people. They can do whatever they want. If they're not hitting any other person or doing anything that's against the law or, you know, that's just plain, you know, wrong. There's nothing wrong with going to the club. If this guy wants to hit the club and then drop 30 the next day, do it. <laughs> I don't care. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, it's the biggest pet peeve these people think that they don't have any lies they can do whatever they want dude like that that irritates me sorry i had to like go on that no and i don't want people to think that we're out here twerking for james harden you know what i'm saying it's just it's the best player available to us you know if we were linked to dang lillard we'd be saying the same thing like honestly you know yeah. if, if if it came out i mean we technically are well, Woj said that we're interested too, which yeah, might like, be us just throwing our hat in to push Maury be like, hey, you know, if you don't give us Harden, well, then we'll just get Lillard and you're stuck with Harden kind of thing. Right, right. And so or, I, I just look at it like that, bro. Like we're we're in the game to improve no matter what. Yeah. And the thing is, if this doesn't work out with Harden and it doesn't work out with Lillard, which I don't think the Lillard thing is going to work because it's been pretty clear that it's probably going to be Miami. Um. Then go down the list and get the nut. Get, try to call the next team. Like we have an entire summer, and we already got Russ back. We got a a young talent. They're they've done enough to solidify, like the sixth, seventh, and eighth rotation pieces they have. Right? You know, it's Bones, Russ, and Kmart. They solidified that. If they need to push him into the starting lineup because they move some other pieces around, like maybe a zoo, maybe all three of our vet power forwards, and we didn't get a point guard, you know, then yeah, they could become starters and then we look for depth in other places. But we've already solidified, in my opinion, what our eight man rotation will be next season. So you could kind of just like start trading some pieces away. And even if we don't get a big star, there's no way we're going to next season with Morris on this roster. And probably Rocco. And probably Batum. The only way I could see one of them get, being on our roster next season is if they survived a fire cell of us getting rid of these contracts. And for whatever reason, we just couldn't trade one off. And it's like, all right, I guess you survived it. <laughs> That's... That's the only way I think. Yeah, dude. Honestly, if Morris is on this roster, I'd be pretty pissed. But, <laughs> um, dude, as some, there needs to be something that needs to happen for for you know. I'm pretty sure for, for Steve for Steve Bomber at, on a business aspect, you want to sell tickets, you got to get somebody right. Like Westbrook, you know. It, it moved the needle a little bit, but because, you know, he does have a large fan base. But if you bring someone of like Damian Lillard or James Harden, I guarantee you your ticket sales are going to go through the roof. And it's just going to rejuvenate the fans. Like, especially going into the Intuit Dome. Like, exactly. the, this year at the crypto is probably just like whatever, but like, 
if you if you if they go far enough in the playoffs or they at least look like they're going to smell a championship that or something like that, the Into a Dome's first season, the season tickets might sell out. Like it's it's that big of a deal, I think. And yeah, it's a, it's like you said, it's a business move. You gotta you gotta give these fan base you gotta give the fan base something to like hold on to. I'm ready, bro. I'm I'm I mean I'm super excited, overly excited, ec- ecstatic. Like we gotta make this happen. Like I hope first of all, I hope the fans are locked in on this. Like I always say the more pressure that the fan base puts on organizations, it does matter. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really does. Like the, the top franchises in the world get the craziest pressure from their fans. It's just what it is. It's what it is to own a bombshell of a franchise. Like, it really is. It's part of it. Yeah, and, like, for example, Norman Powell last year, he gave us that 40-piece in the in the playoffs. But outside of that, like, he was supposed to be the third guy. And if you want to go into the next season with Norm still being our third guy, then Sure. But I'd rather not. I, I think at this point, <laughs> I kind of feel like we're just saying this, the same thing. But I just I, okay. So one thing I would I like to ask you guys is, you know, Harden. We we understand that's still looming, and we're trying to figure it out. But based on the moves that we've done so far, what would you give Lawrence Frank grade wise? I'm going to start. I'll probably go with I give him a B. Yeah. Um, he's upgraded our probably our weakest position, and li- literally did it as inexpensively as possible. So the Kenya Martin deal is an A plus. The Russell deal is kind of like to be de- to be determined based on what else we do, but bringing Russ back just in case for whatever reason. Be yeah. Uh, I give resigning Russ like a C plus. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm around a B. I'm around a B B plus right now. Like, uh, Jake. I'm like at a C, like a C right now, and I I only give him a C because uh, uh, like the whole Eric Gordon thing, I think was like mismanaged. Uh, even though like I understand Balmer saved like a hundred mil plus, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's that's something, but um, I don't appreciate. And either way, I mean, Luke would have been on the on the book, so we would have pretty much, you know, had to pay the tax for Luke because he, he would still be getting paid into next season anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like it was a mismanagement of assets, but at the same time, like Luke wasn't doing what Eric was doing for the team; he just wasn't. Right. So, no, I, I understand the move, and um, Russ. I'm okay. I'm okay with, you know, to me, it's, I was expecting him to go somewhere else personally, get more money. Uh, but I I'm with it. And Kenyon isn't, is uh, an A, but I give him a C not too high, too low. You know, it's still long off season. So it's to be determined. We haven't figured out the backup center spot. And uh, obviously the big name, James Harden, like, you know, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, Today I give him a B. If we yeah, find out like, tomorrow, if we find out to, if we find out tomorrow that the James Harden deal fell through, 
even if we know that like Maury was being extra difficult and not getting it done. And we oh, yeah, it's an F. And then yeah, Lawrence ranks so far as an F, and then he's gonna have to do something big to get it back. Like if if the next thing he does is like, all right, we really did get Malcolm Brogdon, then it's like, okay, well, you 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 tickled us with James Harden, and now you're bringing in Malcolm Brogdon. Like, come on, you know. So it's and you just resigned Russ. So like, what's the point of bringing in Malcolm Brogdon? We just got Russ. Yeah. So I think bringing in Russ is really good because you know James Harden is going to miss some games there and there. Paul George is going to miss a game, and I think bringing in Russ to play with the young guys in some of those games is going to be really helpful. Which is funny because he's like the oldest dude at all of them. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's crazy. He's, he would be the oldest player on the team unless we got PJ Tucker. Yeah, that's insane. And bro. um, but yeah, he's the oldest player, but he's probably the most durable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, you know, if if we end up feeling like Russ comes to this team. And he creates like a rift because he doesn't like his role. Then I think, looking back in hindsight, I'll be like, "This was the wrong move. We might as well just rock with bones or something." But if he's a team player, which I I'm gonna I have all my faith that he will be. A lot of people think he has a big ego. I don't think that's the case. I just think he he values himself and he he should. So. If he's coming in and think he's going to be a starter and then all of a sudden in training camp we have James Harden, we don't like the fit with both of them on the court. If he's willing to sit on the bench, then by all, that's going to be great. I like I like him on the bench. If it's something that we have to keep forcing him to like start, then we're going to start looking at Russ being traded at the deadline kind of thing. You know, so it's like it's one of those like I, I'm just tired of signing players in the offseason that we're trying to flip at the deadline because the fit didn't work. I I I just I I I, but the Russ thing's a hindsight thing, and so far from what I've seen from Russ on this team, people could look at the analytics and say the fit doesn't work. I think the I think intangibly the fit does work. Sorry, sometimes it doesn't show the the, the mic symbol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. I think it's B right now, but if if the big trade for James Harden falls through mainly because it's on the Orange Frank side, yeah, it drops significantly to an F. I'll be um, I'll be honest with you. At this point, I do know like where the fine line is in my head. But even if Maury's being extremely difficult about it, what at the end of the day, it's still Lawrence Frank who's not making Maury happy to get this deal done. Like yeah, I, but what what I, what I go to is like I don't I don't know what exactly is Chen, you know, transpiring in the background. Maybe he's offering. Maybe he says yes, and then next thing he changes his mind. He says this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, constantly going back and forth. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just saying, like, if it's on, I'm not going to be as hard on him if, like, it's just Maury being very difficult to have, work with in this situation and being unreasonable. Um, Before we get out of here, I got a question for y'all. Okay. And I guess this will be the question, like, to end it off. Um, it, what do you guys think? Are we getting James Harden? Yes or no? I think it's yes. I'm gonna say yes. I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, Friday afternoon. No, yes, Friday was yesterday. Thursday afternoon. I was like seventy five percent confident that like we're gonna pull this off because everything was pointing in that direction. And even in my head, I was like, 
I don't know. Like, there's still, it's not perfect yet. Friday, it went probably down to about 55%. And right now, I'm like right at 50.1. Like, I'm like, huh. Yeah, I still think it get done. In my opinion, I'm in the I'm in the boat that it has to get done. It has to. If it doesn't, then you I really hope plan B is like Carl Anthony Towns. All right. You can find our pod where we've oh yeah. No, you you already answered Jesse, right? Okay. You can find our pod where we find our pod. Uh Jake, do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah, actually, um, I've been dropping on the 13th, I think, of this month. Um 12 p.m. Pacific time. Sorry, I'm eating a chicken nugget, so it's kind of sounding kind of crazy right now. Um, with that being said, it, we're getting into shorts, so be out for the lookbook on Monday. So, yeah, thank you guys. All right. And uh, Jesse, you got anything? Uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just wondering if uh, Jake got the grimace. The grimace shake, you know. Oh yeah, I did. It's delicious. <laughs> oh yeah. Did, did you die? Um no. But it's it's delicious though. That that trend right now is my favorite thing on it. Best thing on the internet. Best yeah. thing on the internet. Um Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm gonna be transparent. I'm gonna go to a couple Padres games next week. So if the trade happens on those days, the pod might be a little delayed. But if it's not I don't know why. Remember, I think we were talking about this, Jake. I was like, we're trying to figure out, well, when when's this deal going to get done? And I was like, well, remember when Kawhi signed on July 4th? Like, Maybe it's going to be July 4th. Dude, halfway <laughs> while I'm eating a glizzy, pause, bro. Whoa. <laughs> 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 glizzy, on it? Yeah, dude, I'm eating a glizzy on July 4th. Harden will make his way to the Los Angeles Clippers. Da, da, da. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you be throwing that glizzy, throwing that glizzy, throwing that glizzy down, baby. Oh man! Well, we appreciate everyone spending your time with us because you could be doing anything with your time than hearing just three people complain about not getting to party for an hour. But you spent it with us, and we appreciate it. We're out.